So if you guys um, come a lot, we are in the middle of a monthly series, so it only comes once a month, right? That's what it means. So um, it's called Perspectives, and what this is is an opportunity for us to give some of the some of the young guys in uh, in this church, and, and later even possibly outside, an opportunity to share what God's put on their heart. Um, quick, so today it's Blake, and I want to take a second just uh, share with you. So here's the funny thing: if it were not for softball, there would be no Blake here. Okay, I'll never forget this guy shows up, uh, handsome, tall, drink of water, all right, and he uh, and he begins to schmooze me, and it works. Uh, and I'm not easily schmoozed. You'll see that with him. And uh, he went from a guy who legitimately um, came and went and gave me stories. He's a schmoozer, so he can always, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm in and out. But uh, he came, and uh, because we have a rule here, we actually follow the softball league rules, church softball. He had to come to service to play on our team, which was, he started coming, and I'm glad he did because he's a really good first baseman. But um, we kind of trapped him. I don't know how it happened. Um, He'll tell you himself, God grabbed a hold of him, put him here, and over the years, uh, years now, it's weird, I'm just so proud. Darn it, you're going to make me, just really, 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 really proud of this guy. And I watched him go through a lot. And, you know, you have opportunity in those moments where you can give up and turn away from God or whether you can say, all right, I'm in, I'll buckle up. So uh, I'm very, very thankful, very proud of him and excited to introduce him. Uh, Give Blake a hand. Man, all right. Got a lot to live up to, I guess. Um, Amen for softball, am I right? Yeah? All right. Tell you what, though, I am winded. I get so tired playing bass up here, it sounds dumb, but I, my heart is still beating right now just from that, because we picked a terrible week to do a lot of upbeat songs. <laughs> but, all right, let's just hop right in. All right, so, who's ever been lost? Ever? Raise your hand. Perfect. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, how many of you have actually been lost? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, when we're lost, what's the easiest way that we have today to find our way, <clears throat> find our way around? GPS, right? We all to show us where we're going, right? Before that, what did we have? Maps, just maps, right? Who remembers going to a gas station when you'd cross state lines because you'd have to stop and get a map for that state when you went on vacations, right? I, I remember doing that. I remember several times having to stop, right? And you just put your faith in the dude drawing the map that he didn't mess with you and put a little extra road here, here or there, right? Same way with the GPS. We're hoping that they're telling us the right way to go. We're hoping that when they say right turn, there actually is a road up ahead to the right. We hope that when they tell us to take the third exit on the roundabout, we can count to three and get to the third exit and get off. Right? So I want to address it a little bit. The title of the sermon today is Why Me? And that comes for two reasons. Because a lot of us struggle with why God chooses us, right? Why me? Why did he choose me? And then there's the other side. Why me? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Why does that happen to me? Why did he do this? Why did he do that? Why me? So first we're going to open up, um, if you have your Bibles, to Romans 8. Um, Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 30. No, it's kind of a long one. We'll get through it. All right. It's Romans 8, 8, 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. 
For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. And not only that, but we ourselves who have the Spirit as the firstfruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now, in this hope we were saved, yet hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes for what he, ha- for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches the hearts knows the Spirit's mindset, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he may be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. I know it's a little bit long, right? But we're going to kind of go back. So he talks about the first couple verses there. Consider the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Right? We look, we look ahead, and we can see that castle that's sitting up on the hill. We can see the pretty princess or prince waiting for us. We can see the unicorn that's going to guide us there, whatever, right? We know the glory that that lays ahead. We know what the end result is. And God's just telling us, look, it's right there. It's right there. I know the pain it's bad. I know it hurts, but I, and I'm sorry, but I have to. You have to keep going because the treasure and the glory is worth all the pain and then some. And he makes those promises to us again and again. And a little later in that section, he talks about our bodies and souls because we want to be with our Father. We want that relationship. Our body yearns for him. It aches for him. Our souls just want to be with him. We're made in his image, so of course we want that relationship with him. Even in the times when it's hard, we want to seek him out because that's the way we were made. He made us in his image, so we are a part of him. The Holy Spirit is within us, each and every one of us, with me, with you, you, everyone. It allows us to withstand the trials and hardships of this world. But that doesn't mean we... We can do this ourselves. We can't do it on our own. Because then it says again, the Holy Spirit strengthens us when we're weak. It translates our prayers, even when we don't always know what to pray for. I know I've had times where I've, I'm sitting there and I know I need, I need to pray. I know I need prayer for something, but I don't know what it's for. And so you just call out and say, God, please. The Holy Spirit knows what we're praying for. He knows what he need, what we need. He is our Father. He knows exactly what we're praying for, but we have to reach out. We have to go to him and we have to pray. We go to him when we're hurt. We go to him when we're happy. We would be lost forever if we never asked where we're going. 
We'd be lost forever if we never searched for where we wanted to end up. And we'd be lost forever if we never knew how to get there. Because like I said a little bit ago, we have these phones, right? We have GPSs, we have tablets, phones, whatever, to help us, right? All you got to do is type in uh, McDonald's, Columbia City, and it gives us a little, a little route to get there, right? You just follow the little blue line, you get a little voice that says, in 300 feet, turn right, and we follow it. But what if it's wrong? Right? One of my favorite shows is The Office. Any other Office fans? Yeah? Okay, so there's a scene that I'm sure many of you are familiar with where Dwight and Michael are going on a sales call, right? They're trying to make sales. Michael had just gotten a brand new GPS. Well, they pull up to a stop sign. The GPS says, turn right here. And Dwight tells him, okay, yeah, just go up there. And he goes, no, no, it's saying turn right. They're like, no, but the road goes up there. So Michael follows the GPS, and then they end up driving into a lake, car and everything, just right into the, right into the lake. And it's, it's clear. It's clear that it's not going to go there. It's not going anywhere. It's going right into the, right into the lake. Right? But how many times do we do that? How many times do we see directions? Do we read God's word? Do we pray? And it tells us, hey, just veer left up here. And we go, oh, but I could go right. How many times do we, do we end up in that lake? Because we've all done it. I have. I know I have. I've not followed the directions that were given to me, even though it's clear which way I'm supposed to go. God doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to. He doesn't like seeing us in pain. He doesn't like watching us having to go through that. But he needs to refine us. He needs to teach us. Just like a child putting his hand on a hot stove when you tell him not to repeatedly. Sometimes we don't listen. He tells us, don't do this, it's going to hurt, and we do it. Don't watch that porn, it's going to hurt in the long run. Don't drink, it's going to hurt in the long run. Drugs, cheating, whatever else. He tells us not to do this, and we do it anyways, and guess what? We always get hurt. He does this because the pain and the hurt is something that we can understand. It's something that makes sense to us. It's tangible. We know when something hurts. We'll listen to Siri or Google or Alexa or whatever else without hesitation. So why do we struggle to listen to the creator of the universe, the father of each of us, when he tells us what to do? We listen to a little robotic voice that comes from a small little box and trust it wholeheartedly, but not the Holy Spirit which gives us life. And we all know when that Holy Spirit comes, you can feel it. You know it. You know when there's that little voice in the back of your head that's going, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. We do it anyways. Or when that Holy Spirit says, do that, and we don't. That's that voice. I know I've felt it, I've heard it. So that's the one side of the why me, right? Why does God do that stuff to me? And it's not fun. It's not, and it never will be. But he has to do it because that's the only reason we understand. It's the only way we understand sometimes. But we've all been chosen. So now we're going to open up to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, 
but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. There is a holy calling. There's something higher than us. There's something bigger than us that we'll never quite understand. Doesn't matter how much you research, how much you pray, it's never going to fully make sense. It won't. It doesn't matter what we do or what we have done. Our calling is not dependent on our actions or our works here on this earth. He has called each of us to live a holy life that is glorifying to him and him alone. This calling was determined before you, before me, before time. He sent us someone because he knew we weren't going to be able to do it ourselves. He sent us a savior to die for each of us that we may live. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, who defeated death so that we may live eternally with our Father who loves us so deeply. A lot of us don't understand what that would be like. A lot of us don't have children of our own. I don't, so I know I don't fully understand it yet. Not only that, but to know what you were sending your child into. To know there can't be a love that's stronger than that. I can't imagine there is. But lucky for you guys, it's a little bit shorter today. So Mandy's going to come up, play some music. See, the thing is, is usually we know where we're going. We can see the finish line. We know where we want to end up. But sometimes we just don't know how to get there. We can see the road ahead. We know what we have to do, but often we stand frozen, frozen in fear. But what if we had something? What if we had a spiritual GPS to tell us where to go, what to do? What if we had something to tell us what path to take? What if we had a spiritual Siri to tell us when to turn and where to go? That's the thing we do. We have that. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Bible, which is God's GPS for us. It's his roadmap that tells us where to go, what to do, and what path to take. But we don't take advantage of that. God has chosen a path for us, for each of us. We are his chosen, and no one can ever take that away from us. No one. Everyone's path may look a little different, but they can all lead to the same place. Some paths are going to be smoother, less potholes. Some won't be. Some are going to be filled with vines and thorns, constant roadblocks to throw you off. But here's the thing. The destination is worth the journey. The pain, the sadness... It's worth it. 
it's worth so much more than we can ever imagine because there's no place on earth that can even compare to what's waiting for us. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But that castle on the hill, that's ours. That's ours. That's yours. It's mine. Take advantage of that. Here in a moment, there's going to be some people up here waiting to pray with anyone that needs it. Take advantage of that time. He sent his son for you. He's telling you where to go, what to do, because he loves you. He's refining you. Sometimes refining means beating out the imperfections. Sometimes it means dipping into the flames. It's not always going to be fun, but it will always be worth it. He will do nothing to harm you because he loves you. Realize what path you need to take, how to get there. Because that castle, man, is it going to be worth it. Take advantage of this time. Those of you that come, you hear it a lot, but it's so true. You have an opportunity here to make a change. You have an opportunity here to do something special. Take advantage of it. hear this every week. Make a change. You have an opportunity. Don't walk out of here the same as you walked in, because if you do, you are choosing to.